You are tuned into station to station. The current block height is 819,648. Hi there, everybody. Coming at you on a bright and crisp Saturday morning from Irvine Station. My name is Fibonacci, and I'm sitting in a Noster garden. Thanks for joining us here on the Genesis episode of Station to Station. This is a podcast that focuses on freedom technology. Is this a Bitcoin podcast? Well, sure. A Noster podcast? Uh Uh-huh. It's my podcast, and I could do what I want. If you would like to join the conversation and be a part of the podcast, please reach out to me. You can DM me on Noster at Fibonacci or go to our website, stationtostation.io slash contact and drop me a line. All show notes, etc. will be provided on the website as well. That is stationtostation.io slash episodes. And uh, it might be handy if you have the episode number. So today's episode number is... Oh, hang on here. I know I wrote it down. Um, Episode number, episode number... Oh, here it is. One. Station to station. Episode one. Station to station, celebrating freedom technologies around the world. And I believe we don't have enough podcasts. So kids, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, do it. You can do it. As this is the Genesis episode, we are celebrating beginnings. While at the same time, we're giving fair and balanced treatment to the end. This is the end. Which brings up our first segment, something I like to call, Who Died and Made You Notice? Make you notice. Otherwise known as the obituaries. And yes, kids, if you are starting a podcast, always come out of the gate with a banger of a segment, something that really keeps the audience engaged. Dead people. So this week, in the obits... Wednesday, November 28th, billionaire Charlie Munger, vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, died at age 99. Famed for giving Bitcoin the moniker Rat Poison Squared. One day later, we got the news that Henry Kissinger passed away at the age of 100. I want to read something quickly from Lawyer's Guns Money blog. In their article, Kissinger is dead. Finally, something good has happened in 2023. Did you know that he was a member of the Council 
on foreign relations in the 50s. Yes, another CFR member. And when Richard Nixon became the Republican nominee in 1968, Kissinger immediately made a close connection with him. In fact, they had a lovely thing to bond over, committing treason in defense of Nixon's presidential ambitions. It goes on to say that although President Johnson had announced a moratorium on the bombing of Hanoi, Kissinger helped convince Nixon to not quite go that route. Instead, let's stick around a while. Sure, they could have saved millions of Vietnamese lives and tens of thousands of American lives. But, you know, that gets into the noble goal of getting Nixon elected. Rest in peace, Henry Kissinger. And they come in threes. December 1st, we lost Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve as a U.S. Supreme Court Justice. I met Justice O'Connor in the summer of 1988 at the Chautauqua Institute in Lake Chautauqua, New York. I'm sure I just did a mic check and probably raised the mid-tones on the EQ rack. Justice O'Connor, age 93. Rest in peace. On to our next segment, dedications. Ten years, two months, and one day ago, on October 1st, 2013, the Federal Bureau of Investigation arrested Ross Albrecht at the Glen Park branch of the San Francisco Public Library. I thought libraries were supposed to be good, safe places. Ross William Albrecht is an American serving life in prison for creating and operating the website Silk Road. It's important to note that Albrecht was a first-time offender and all of his convictions were nonviolent, yet he was given two life sentences plus 40 years without parole for creating an anonymous e-commerce website. I'm going to read just a bit from Ross's September 2019 essay, Bitcoin Equals Freedom. He wraps up the essay saying that it did not appear in a vacuum, but rather it was a solution to the problem that cryptographers had been struggling with for many years, how to create digital money with no central authority. The problem persisted for so long that some left the solution to others and dreamed instead of what our future would be like if decentralized digital money did somehow come to be. They dreamed of a future where the economic power of the world is accessible to everyone, where value can be transferred anywhere with a keystroke. They dreamed of prosperity and freedom, dependent only on the mathematics of strong encryption. Bitcoin was therefore birthed onto fertile ground and was recognized by those who had been waiting for it. You can read more of Ross's writings, learn more about him, and sign the petition at freeross.org. By the way, you can listen to a reading of the full text. Guy Swan does a great job, as always. Bitcoin Audible, episode 301, recorded on October 3rd, 2019. And now it's time for Space Weather News. We call this segment Earth, Sun, 
moon. And today, a strong geomagnetic storm. Yesterday, we reached KP7, if you can believe that. Great for aurora watching. So hopefully you got a chance to get outside and look up. This geomagnetic storm appears to have finally subsided. But never fear. <laughs> a huge coronal hole, number 76, is now facing our planet. Could this mean earthquakes? The likelihood may go up. A high-speed solar wind stream flowing from this zone is predicted to reach our planet by December 4th. That's Monday. Another round of geomagnetic storming possibly reaching moderate in the G2 levels is currently expected. So Aurora chasers, keep those camera batteries charged. <laughs> you crazy kids. Station to Station is a value-for-value value podcast. We are only listing this podcast for the first 100 days through Fountain. That means until sometime mid-March 2024. You can only listen to Station to Station over the Fountain app or from our own website. And as this is the Genesis episode, we are, alas, unable to provide you with any boostograms this time around. So the segment for boostograms will hopefully come in episode two. We'll see about that. Let's move on. So yesterday I had the pleasure of speaking with a friend of mine, Modus. I traveled a short way away from Irvine Station down to Minar Station in Dana Point. We sat down in the art gallery and spent a while talking about a wide range of topics. Now I'd met Modus in our local Bitcoin communities meetups, known him for a few years, and I've recognized that he is curious and well-informed about a number of topics that relate to freedom technology. In fact, Modus is the host of the podcast La Cosa Noster, which we talk about here in the interview. So without further ado... Peer to peer... Station to station. Satellites are out. Note to note. Station to station. I hope no bad people show up. Going fine. Doing good. It's going well. It's great to be here. It seems to me that someone is talking. Station to station. Station. Modus. Hello. Welcome. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Really happy that you can join me for the first episode. What's new? What's going on with, with Modus these days? Nothing special. Uh, Modus is just hanging out, you know, logging into Nostra every day to see what's going on, zapping people. Tis the season. Tis the season. I've known you for a while through the local um, meetup networks here, but one thing that really um, drew me to furthering this relationship with you is La Cosa Noster. La Cosa Noster, yes. Tell us, why, how did that come about? What's, what was the intent behind it? And uh, maybe the state that it's currently in? So I was very interested in Noster, in the early days of Noster. Um, just the, the decentralized architecture and also the way it was built, just kind of thrown together out of, you know, existing parts. Um, 
It was very cool, very MacGyver. It was decentralized MacGyver technology. And, um, and yeah, somehow, I don't know what got me interested enough to start a podcast, but I remember when I thought of the name La Costa Noster, I thought it was, you know... Too good to pass too, on. Yeah, it was just such an awesome idea. Turns out I was not the first person to think of it, and you can... Uh, I believe it is episode two or three where I interviewed Node Citizen, who thought of it first. Um, but, you know, hey, it's... I mean, it is, you know... If you sit around trying to think of Noster puns for long enough, eventually you're going to land on that one. You could take it up with the CEO of Noster. Yeah, I'll have to reach out to him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I started. Um, I started, you know, a Noster podcast. I noticed that there, you know, there's a million Bitcoin podcasts, and there's a million podcasts about everything, but there were very little podcast discussion. Uh, about Noster. And so um, I got together. Also, I happen to know, you know, one of the first uh, Noster relay runners. And so got together with him and started the podcast. Yeah. So we'll have Blee on another episode. We tried to get him to join us here today, but the trek was uh, perhaps a little bit difficult. Um that's cool. So I, I was a listener. Of course, I knew you from the network here. So I was listening in the earliest days when you started putting them out. But uh, I was I was disappointed um, when after I don't know eight episodes or something, it just kind of stopped. Yeah, there was only so much that I could find that I actually wanted to talk about. Also, I was almost questioning the idea of notoriety. You know, someone I was talking to Bitcoin Q and A. And he said he loved the podcast and he thought um, you should really you could become the rabbit hole recap of sure. Noster. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I would like to be any kind of influencer or guy with That's attention. That's a lot of pressure, you know? right? Yeah. Wow. I was like, you know, I'd like to stay pseudonymous and stay in the background. You know, I don't. I'm not a. Uh, attention or fame seeker i'm almost like uh fame phobic or something so uh yeah but it's not to say i'll never do more podcasting you know yeah just you know talking to blee about the topics and what we should talk about we just kind of decided we could set it aside for a while i think that there's not enough podcasts certainly in the noster space there's not enough podcasts i can't think of more than i'm trying to think there's you mentioned RHR. There's also um, NVK's The Bitcoin Review. Sometimes they do episodes solely focused on Noster. I'm guessing that there's one or two other podcasts that are 100% Noster. There was David King, Curious DK. Okay. I don't know. I haven't looked for that recently. And then there's Thank God for Noster. Yes. That one's pretty new, I think. Yeah. And uh, they do a great job. Um not enough Noster podcasts, not enough Bitcoin podcasts. That's my Which is opinion. saying something, because there's plenty of Bitcoin podcasts. Exactly, but yeah. If there's not enough. So this, I, I wanted to put together station to station, and that's part of our discussion here is kind of telling you the, the origin here. Maybe mm -hmm. you can help me sift it out. I wanted to put station to station together so that it wasn't a Bitcoin podcast or wasn't a Noster podcast, mm -hmm. but it obviously has a very strong undercurrent of, of Bitcoin and Noster as we as we go through this. 
Do you think that as a podcast host or interviewer that you learned a lot? I would say yes. I definitely learned some things. Uh, I would say if I were to keep going and branch out, uh, it would have definitely been a great way to learn just by going to people that I want to learn from, right? Yeah. Interviewing them and ask them what I want to know. So Absolutely. Definitely learned from, from some of the ones that I did. Learned a lot from Blee, you know. Right. We did an episode on AI and we got some feedback like, oh, well, I want to hear about Nostra, not AI. But I learned a lot on that episode, so. Channel your inner Elon. <laughs> you. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Cybertruck is out. Did you see that? Uh, yes. Yeah. It is an interesting looking vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I was so pumped on the Cybertruck when it was announced eight years ago or <laughs> eight, but a while ago. Now I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Electric vehicles. I'm not sure I buy, buy into that anymore as much as I. Yeah. I'm a little skeptical as well. Um, batteries can explode in floods and other extreme conditions and. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you want to, from a business perspective, mm -hmm. I got to hand it to Toyota. Mm -hmm. I think the Prius is a pretty amazing approach. And I think still to this day, it's viable. Like in five years, it could be that everyone's sick of electric cars and everyone's buying Prius style hybrids. I'm doxing now. myself a bit. My wife drives a Prius. She's mm -hmm. been driving it for 18 years now, if that's possible. Yeah, early 2000, like 2003, I think we bought it. It was the second generation Prius and we bought it uh, off of like someone had it for like a one year lease and we've had it ever since. Mm -hmm. And we've had to replace parts of it, but mm -hmm. I like the fact that it uses gasoline. Yep. It doesn't only use the, the battery, um, but yeah. I digress. We're getting off topic. Or not necessarily. I mean, not it's a good, it's a good it's, topic. You it's know, technological. There's no rules here. This is you can drive from station to station. In Thank you. Oh, I like that. Gas station to gas station. Gas station to gas station. See, it has multiple meanings. <laughs> I do like the openness because in on my podcast, I was thinking if I were to keep going, I would branch out into yeah. decentralized technology in general, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah topic and just freedom tech in general but yeah yeah i mean there's a bunch of uh interesting decentralized technologies that came before bitcoin you know mm -hmm. BitTorrent, mm -hmm. dns yep and i think there will be more in the future right oh yeah that was one thing i was thinking was i put nostra in the name of my podcast but it could be that like over the next few years some other new decentralized technologies drop i mean maybe simple x would go in that category I believe you're right. Like everything that you mentioned, I would like to find someone to talk to about those things because I mm. don't know that much about any of those things that you mentioned. Um, mm. Like I've heard of them. Do I use them every day? No. You know, would I like to? Probably because actually that leads me to the next question. What is freedom tech? When you hear that mm. phrase, freedom tech, freedom technology, what do you think of? And is there another term other than freedom tech that you would use instead? Hmm. I like the term freedom tech. Um, you could get maybe more specific or more general, like, uh, you know, privacy technology mm. or privacy tools mm -hmm. are one type of freedom tech. I do like the broader term freedom tech. Um, anything that 
empowers people, gives technology yeah. that gives people freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get a bit of maybe an origin story from you, mm -hmm. whether it's a Freedom Tech origin story or something that was maybe formative for you in some way at some point in your life, in your career, your education, whatever it might be. Yeah, my origin story. I mean, I've always been interested in computers and technology yeah. and seeing that they have a lot of power, you know, and I ended up somehow becoming a reader of Slashdot. Yeah. And really getting into open source technology. Right on. Learning that ethos. And I think some of the ways of freedom tech were already, you know, in that uh, the open source slash Slashdot mm -hmm. way of thinking. You know, learning about Linux, using Linux, learning about cryptography, you know. That's how I ended up getting into Bitcoin, actually, is through Slashdot. And I think I've gone through phases. I went through a little bit of a libertarian phase yeah. during the Ron Paul campaign. Right. I think that was 08. I think that was probably 9. That sounds right. Yeah. Then more in the last, say, four years as well. Got more interested in freedom in general and concerned about, you know, the fact that the government is printing money and, and doing a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess that, that would be my origin story. How has Bitcoin changed your outlook on life? Mm -hmm. You know, it's savings technology. It's definitely yeah. a better savings technology than what existed before, you know. Yeah. And the ability to save... I think that changed my outlook. It gives me more hope. It gives me more ability to plan for the future at all. Right. I don't have to be just in the rat race accomplishing nothing, you know? Yes. With If you're just living the fiat life, then you just spin the wheel until you can't spin it anymore. And there's right. nothing, no other options. I remember I got to a point where I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck for a little while. And I felt like I succeeded, but you're still in the fiat rat race. Mm -hmm. You're still in and At any moment you can get sucked right back into, you know, whether it's a medical issue or a car breaks down or something. And suddenly you're, you're right back in it. And yeah, same for me. It kind of gave me a, a sense of hope. Uh, Bitcoin did. Mm -hmm. to get out of that do you run your own bitcoin node i do cool how about lightning node or nostra relay i do not run a lightning node or a nostra relay but i have a start nine so i could at any moment i'm a big fan of start nine in particular yeah um i as far as lightning is concerned running your own lightning node is difficult amen it's not ready for uh 99 of the world to do it you know uh -huh. um, and it's not close unless you count maybe phoenix wallet or some of these things um and so i'm more interested in that kind of stuff and generally when i interact with tech and freedom tech i actually focus on the easy stuff because i want to sort of eat the dog food and have the ability to empower other people um, so that they could do it themselves. Right. And Bringing things, others. Yeah. yeah. There's things like a lightning node where 
uh, I know they'll never be able to do it. Like yeah. most of the people I know would never be able to run a lightning rod. Yeah, I'm kind of like the Uncle Jim in my mm-hmm. family, right? And I was I was quick to agree with you saying lightning is is I can't remember what you said too difficult for me. It's just intimidating because I don't want to mm-hmm. open up a channel and lose Bitcoin or prematurely close the channel and mm-hmm. alienate myself from others on the network or whatever it might be. And right now. Bitcoin, putting together the node, monitoring that, using that, I get it. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with Noster, like playing around with Noster, trying to build a pseudo client, playing around, poking around with relays. I understand it. I'm fine there. But Lightning, that piece of the puzzle still to me is holding me back. And I'm hoping that, again, through this podcast, through talking with people smarter than myself, that I'll start to piece together a path forward, again, not only for myself, although I might be leading the blazing the trail for my family and friends. Um, but I want people in my network to come to me and say, okay, help me with this. And right now I cannot help them with something like lightning, Mm -hmm. um, not putting it down. It's just, I've got a lot of learning to do. And I think, as you said, I think lightning itself needs to become significantly easier. The, the user experience of, of it all needs to become drop dead simple. If we want to hope to see it survive and Mm-hmm. Turn the world around. Yeah, there are uh, there are improvements going on. You know, there's uh, Phoenix Breeze, various other wallets, maybe Mutiny Wallet, mm-hmm. where you can sort of run a light node mm-hmm. of a type, and so you still kind of have custody of your coins. There's maybe some trust that you're putting in someone but it's not nearly as much as you know a custodial wallet or something like that Mm. so i'm definitely a fan of stuff like that i'm still on using the lb wallet you know for Mm -hmm. for zapping over over the nostr clients and all that there's nothing wrong with that no i definitely got into some debates i might have mentioned this in la costa nostr but i was on nostr debating people there was a lot of uh custodial wallet shaming going on where people would say, oh, everyone's using custodial wallets. It's terrible. Um, And they would say they would decry people who are small amounts apologists. You know, if you say, oh, you're only putting us in a small amount, they say, oh, that's a terrible argue against it. But they didn't actually have any good arguments. Give me an alternative. Give me something that I could use. And maybe Phoenix is, right? Mm -hmm. right? I just haven't taken the initiative myself to get on it. Yeah, and with receiving zaps, like I don't know if you can receive zaps to Phoenix because of the address. But yeah, I mean, small amounts are small amounts. Like what what is there to complain about if it's really a small amount and you're really willing to risk it to put it on a custodial wallet so that you can zap people? Mm-hmm then it's actually not a big deal. Um, now, you know, if it's the developing world, if it's a large portion of someone's wealth, that's different. But, you know, that's not small amounts. That's, that's not, big amounts. Yeah, it's not the so, use case that I'm looking at there yeah. either. CB radios, ham radios. Have you ever played around with anything in that realm? I haven't, but I really want to. Yeah. I've done some YouTubing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I downloaded the, uh, there's like a book that you read that prepares you for the test to become a ham mm-hmm. person. I skimmed that a little, but I've, I haven't gone, I'm not planning to take the test yet, but I might. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, you know, and I like the idea of 
um, what if the government or someone tries to actually shut down the internet? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we could connect to each other on through radio. Yeah. Um, but you have to know how to use radio in order right. to do this. So uh, now it maybe not like you know Carl was talking about. Uh, you can there's mesh apps that will actually go phone to phone. Right. And in theory, you could have very low frequency, long distance mesh apps that also go phone to phone. So I could send you like a text message. How it long distance? Even, uh, Miles depends on the weather. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. Some Line situations of it'll yeah, bounce yeah. off the atmosphere. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I know there's. I know that there is uh, long distance mesh networking called LoRa WAN. L O R A WAN. Okay. Um, those are little devices you can get that can go. If it has line of sight, I think it'll go like 15 miles. Oh, that's great. But it'll generally go two to five miles in most circumstances. Have you heard of the SatsLink from uh, uh, NVK and, and the CoinKite folks? I have heard of it, but I don't know what it does. It's a hardware device that uses the mesh technology. And if you've got two of them in a similar location, let's say a bunch of activists um, in a, a march or something out in a public space, um, you can have kind of a local area Noster going on because they're all talking to each other, but they're not using Wi-Fi. They're not using, I don't know what they use. <laughs> I have to find out more. But it, it sounds like it's it's pretty exciting. And uh, I want to find out more about these um, mesh network kind of reliant devices. It sounds pretty cool. This podcast, Station to Station, what other topics would you expect maybe to hear or look forward to hearing from some guests in the future or a group of us huddled around a table? What, what things are, are, do you think are missing? Uh, all kinds of freedom-loving people should be aware of technologies such as Tor. Yeah. That's a interesting decentralized technology. Um, the Onion Router. The Onion Router, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, uh, SimpleX okay. is uh, definitely interesting. Um, there is a thing called Web5 that, you know, most tongue people in cheek, are very, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a tongue in cheek name, but it is a, you can think of it as Noster on crack. And it is under development. It's been under development for a long time. Um, do you remember who's associated with that? Uh, Daniel Buckner. Okay. C- uh, on Twitter, he's CSU Wildcat. He's an interesting fellow. I've had some chats with him. Back in the day, there were some Twitter fighting between Noster people and Web5 people. Because Web5 uses a technology called decentralized identifiers. And there's uh, technical disagreements about whether decentralized identifiers are a good idea or if you should just use private keys in a straightforward way like Noster, you know. Um, Those are interesting discussions. Um, It would probably be more uh, fruitful to have that discussion after Web5 actually comes out and people can actually do something with it. Um, But that's something that I have my eye out on. Okay. Well, I'll have to check back with you on that. Um, in terms of other topics that uh, that I'll probably throw out there sometime in the future, we'll talk about um, sustainable living a bit. If I can find people who can talk to me about off-grid technologies, I think Carl might be a good guy mm-hmm. to reach out to on that. 
um, um, highlighting some of the uh, the communities that are built up around maybe some of the Bitcoin or Lightning nodes or the Nostra relays. Um, I think community is underserved in Bitcoin circles. Um, and even I kind of want to get into areas of things like uh, weather and climate a bit because mm-hmm. I feel like we were sold a, a long line of lies. I remember growing up and, and hearing about like, you know, give a hoot, don't pollute. And, and, and that kind of thing was great. But then it kind of there was talk about like overpopulation and Malthusian stuff and, and peak oil. And that never really came about. And and now, you know, we're embroiled in all the hoo-ha about that. I would have believed it if they had built a bunch of nuclear plants. Right, right. right? If yeah. There was a solution to this problem that you guys are all talking plants. about, and yeah. you didn't go for it. So makes me skeptical about. So I'd like to um, check that out. And then privacy. We didn't really talk too much here about privacy, but I think uh, that's an underserved area, too, in our, our communities. So, um, so those types of topics will be on the horizon, and I'll reach out to people like you to get your opinions and and that as well. Any final words, anything that you want to promote or call attention to here before we sign off? I would say go forth and be free and enjoy posting on Noster and zapping. Well, Modus, it was my pleasure to have you on the first episode here of Station to Station. And I hope that uh, people can reach out to you and follow you on Noster because you're always pretty, uh, pretty exciting and informative, the stuff that you share there too. So um, until next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Show notes at stationtostation.io slash episode one. Well, that was lovely, wasn't it? Make sure to follow Modus on Noster. His public key is listed in the show notes at stationtostation.io slash episode one. And if you would like to join me for a conversation, reach out to me over Noster or at the website stationtostation.io slash contact. Look for episode two to drop next week, Saturday, December 9th. With that, we now transition to our final segment, Light Up. Brought to you by Grape Headband. <laughs> All right. So in closing, I just want to say that uh, going forward, we've got a lot of topics to talk about. This is very fertile ground, and I've got many, 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 many notes. I have uh, one thing particularly that I'd like to just bring attention to. It's now, as I said, December 2nd. Uh, one month ago, I was in Tokyo, Japan, in Shibuya at Nostrasia with my daughter. We both decided to go there to um, celebrate Nostra with a whole bunch of others, uh, to meet people, to learn, and to present. We were on stage. We presented Let's Noster The Daddy-Daughter Journey of Pair Programming, something like that where uh, we talked basically about some websites that we had made together. Um, And it was a lot of fun. We had a great time, wonderful place, about 400 people there or so. Um, Most of it you could see, uh, if you hadn't been there, you could see it on YouTube. Uh, The Noster.World website will point you to uh, all the information, so their YouTube channel as well as any any links that uh, were provided there. where was I? I also went to, as I said, Nosterville, which was in Nashville, uh, joined by a future guest of the show. So I won't spoil. Actually, the name was coined on the trip 
either to or from Nosterville, and I'll ask my guest next week which which one what it was. So um, so stay tuned for that. But uh, but over the trip, many many people and uh, topics and ideas um, came to influence this very own podcast. Now, I'd been a podcaster for a number of years with a um, with a podcast specific to to my fiat mining job. But I'd been just itching to get into the the Bitcoin space because as so many people say, Walker says, right? Walker often says, um, we need more podcasts. We need more Bitcoin podcasts. I think the same. We need more podcasts in this space. We need more voices, more perspectives, more conversation. Um, And in doing so, I hope that we're going to be bumping up against the edges of any perceived bubbles. So that's where I'm going with all of this. And, uh, And those two weeks there in early November here about a month ago, um, really were very formative to this podcast. Uh, as I said, I'd, I'd had a podcast for a while, so I, I knew technically how I wanted to put it together and, and what I wanted to do in terms of um, overall general themes, um, but I didn't have quite the specifics. Um, as you heard me discuss there with Modus, um, there are quite a few kind of tangential topics, and I'm looking for more. So if you have any feedback, this is where I'm wrapping up the show while inviting you at the same time to get in touch with me to join the conversation reach out to me until next time this is fibonacci reminding you to be well and build (laughs) 